I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to What Culture Football News. It's the new show about football presented to you by What Culture, and specifically myself and the ever radiant It's Adam Nicholas. Hello, welcome to Monday. It's not as bad as you think it's going to be. Coming up for you today, we have several Premier League based stories, including my God, is this going to be the most open top six ever? Not only that, though, but Man City absolutely thrash. Watford. Chelsea appeared to have turned a corner, as I correctly predicted. He did. And is there a crisis at Everton? But coming up for you first, this is the this is the news uh, football four four news or whatever. Coming up for you first, fuzzy uh, mad. We'll yeah, present but, but, the news. Da, 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 It'll da, da, da. be quite rad. Anyway, crisis at Manchester United. Wow. You may have seen this clip doing the rounds on social media over the weekend. There appeared to be a little exchange between uh, Ed Woodward, who, <laughs> if you take all the Ds out of his name, is Iwa and Phil Jones, who, if you let him speak freely into a camera, just says Iwa What appears to happen in this clip, according to the internet, and we'll get to the, the heart of this matter in just a moment, is that Phil Jones appears to join in with a West Ham chant <laughs> of sacked in the morning, to which Ed Woodward snaps round and goes, oi, we're on camera, pack that in or stop or something to that effect. And everybody's like, oh my God, this is really funny. It's Man United, oh, they're yeah. doing this, they're doing that. And everybody has, I think effectively, willed this into being true. Yes. However, no. it might not be true. As funny as it is, and yeah. as high banter as it is, and how much we do wish stuff like this was right, mm. uh, a couple of uh, diligent reporters have gone and got, because the thing that this came from was somebody videoing their TV with yes. a camera phone, yeah. which basically cropped the side of the frame. So someone's actually gone through the Sky Sports footage and looked at the whole frame, and Woodward looks as if he's talking to a female executive of the club or some member of the backroom staff yeah, yeah. rather than they Jones. He's so. making direct eye contact with her. You can't really see that in the clip. Now, that's mm. that's a shame. Now, for, look, look, I've sat at the match before and I've turned around to talk to somebody and you, if they're right behind you, you can't get them, can you? It's tough, isn't it? Because they're like, So you're sort of there. So I, I will say I rate this 50-50 whether or not he's telling... Phil Jones to say that, and then 50-50 whether or not Phil Jones did say sacked in the morning. So by my maths, that's 25% probable that Phil Jones said that and Edward would told him off, which is, I mean, look, if I give them a 25% chance of finishing the top four, I'm sure they'd take it. So they it's would. kind of the probability we might want to go with. Either way, either way, that shouldn't be the takeaway story from that match because Man United were comprehensively beaten by West Ham. It was not... It was not close. It was no. not close at all. Man United is something like, I think, eight months without an away win in the Premier League. Not Next good. up, Steve Bruce's Newcastle United at St. James's Park, I might add. So, this is bad. Yarmolenko put West Ham ahead. 
in the first half and my, I've got to say Man United didn't really look like equalising until Cresswell just ended the game with a few minutes to go with that absolutely salacious free kick. They just can't seem to get going, can they, United? They just can't get that. And it's frustrating because I, this was probably going to be an unpopular but I quite, I like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and so I kind of want to see him do well there and it's frustrating to say that he looks really frustrated. Like, he looked furious like, with him I in that press conference. I think it was Roy Keane was saying like, he's fuming, he could tell he was fuming. It must be infuriating because you look at the team, it's not exactly like it's a terrible team, is it's it? Not a, the thing after the, we'll get back to Chelsea in a minute. The point mm. I made about this Man United side is take the Man United badge off them and let's say that's your Wolves side. Yes. Or that's your, your Everton side or that's your... So any side with little aspirations yeah, to finish yeah. in the top half. You look at that squad, you think, hey, I tell you what, they've got a real chance this year. Good yeah, chance. Absolutely. Good young players. It's probably the most likeable Man United side I can ever remember. Likeable manager, really good young talent throughout the squad. They've got some really talented players in there, but for whatever reason, it's just... It's just not clicking. They've had a really slow start to this season. Although, up until the West Ham game, they had been quite tight defensively. They just weren't scoring a whole lot of goals. And now, you worry for them. I mean, I've seen people saying they might struggle to finish in the top half. I think that's a bit getting carried away. I think yes. they'll still probably yes. be one of the top six sides. But genuinely, they're going to have a long old season at this race, I think. Well, there's no such problems in Manchester if you're a Man City fan. <laughs> not this week. Not this week, anyway. Because, obviously, last week we saw that they were unfortunately beaten 3-2 by Norwich. A fantastic performance from them. And, in fairness, actually played City at their own game Aye. and beat them. So, there was no... It wasn't a fluke. It was well-deserved. However... For every action, there, there is, is an equal, equal and opposite reaction. reaction. And I don't even think that's true because this is an equal. <laughs> this is completely blowing another team out of the water and then some. I saw actually a, a wrestler tweet saying Watford should have just unplugged the, the, the console after 3-0 and thrown the controller away because Man City <laughs> beat Watford this weekend by eight goals to nil and it was 5-0 within the first Half-time. 20 minutes. Yeah, it first was. First 20 minutes. Two things. One, I will say, uh, I was reading the live text coming in from this, and uh, Otmendi got the fifth at yeah. about 21 yeah. minutes or something, and it said Nicholas Otmendi gets in on the act, which yeah. is normally a football expression reserved for somebody scoring in the last 10 yeah, minutes of a 4-0. Yeah. That must be the earliest gets in on the That's act got in to be footballing pretty, yep. history. 5-0. Genuinely, we said, minutes. one or two things are going to happen here. Either City are going to have a proper wobble off the back of that Norwich game, and they'll labour to like a 1 or 2-0. Mm. I said, if you're a Man City fan, you want a, just a professional performance, a boring 2-0, get the three points, forget about Norwich and that. I was like, oh, so I'll check the score here. It's only t- I've only missed 10 minutes of the early kickoffs. Yep. Oh, it's 3-0. All right, okay, well, I think that's... Uh... Imagine the fury if you have Raheem Sterling in your fantasy football Or if you captained team, him, if you right? captained him, for example. Or if you captained him, for example, double pin, and he's not even on the score sheet, never mind in the... On the match in an 8 0 win. But what I will say here is great weekend to be Bernardo Silva. Hat trick for him. Aye. Fantastic. And Man City's performance in Kevin De Bruyne as well, I think we should point out. Is Genuinely, just, I think he might be back to being the best player in the league. Back to being the absolute best. I'm pleased he got a goal at the end because he deserved it. Uh, if you're a fan of football, whether you like the fact that they've got all this money or not, Aye. exceptional. Amazing. Watch. Exceptional view. Amazing. Really watch. And I will say, hearts go out once again to the fans of Ipswich Town. They must have thought this was the week. They must have seen that 5-0 inside half an hour and thought, the 9-0's going. It's going. The 9-0's going. Finally, it's going. But it was a new record for Man City. Their highest win in the Premier League, 8-0, beating the previous of 7. Uh, I will say we should mention Watford here, because I said on the uh, weekend predictions, I think this will not be the week it all turns around, but Mm. I think they're getting back to being a a reasonable side, getting that new manager bounce. I don't think they're going to be bottom of the league coming into the season. But now, minus 14 goal difference, another defeat. 
They're looking cut adrift. It's, it's only six or seven games in, but they're looking cut adrift. They need to turn this around quickly now. Man City could do this to quite a lot of teams Aye. in the league when they turn up. The problem is they have done it to Watford. And Watford have got that psychological thing to get over because remember when Arsenal were humped like 8-2 by Man, Man United back in the day? That kind of massive knock-on effect on yeah. the rest of their season. I'm not sure you come back from this very quickly. But there's always another week as Man City have proved themselves. One team that do look to have the shoots of recovery coming in are Chelsea. Now, yes, they were beaten again. They are still, I've written this down, they are still bottom half of the table, still yet to win at home under yep. Lampard in all competitions, still yet to get a clean sheet, negative goal difference, and beaten this weekend. The only teams conceding more than them are Watford and Norwich, and yet, Super Frank Lampard rang out around Stamford Bridge at full time. And why is that? Because they look like they finally turned a corner. They should, by right, have gotten something from that Liverpool game. Frank Lampard thinks they should have beat them. I think most Chelsea fans would agree. Um, I uh, think they deserved a point, at least. They could have gone on to win it. Um, I found myself absolutely wanting them to win. So did I. Really did. Uh, even the Liverpool, resident Liverpool fan in the office, Ewan, says he was, you know, hoping against hope, clinging on, had resigned himself to not winning that yep. game at stages they look finally like this young side he has assembled they're hungry they've got goals in them Kante's back in the side so they look so much more solid they had and I wrote this down as well twice as many chances at Liverpool more possession yeah. more passes completed more passes won more tackles the only stat Liverpool led them on was that the most goal, important one was goal scored unfortunately Indeed. not too much you can do about that that does tend to lose you some games but Chelsea play like they played against Liverpool arguably the most difficult side to play against in the Premier League at present and they will get in that top four and I've said since the start of the season I think there's a really good side in there you've got look at them Emerson Academy been out, been out on loan Tomori Christensen Abraham Mount Zuma all of them involved I know they've got the transfer ban not really too much to do about it but they are in they are playing really well they're pulling in the right direction Lampard looks like he's getting something out mm. of that side they've got Pulisic to introduce Kante's just come back Two lapses in concentration. That's all it was, cost them against Both Liverpool. Both set, set pieces as well. And it's maybe something that they need to work on because it happened to them, I think it was early in the week. Now you can do about that. Trent no, alexander on goal. There's now you no, can do about that. Look, they're just they're one of the best teams in the world. Sometimes this is going to happen. Team in Europe, reigning champions. Absolutely fantastic. But Chelsea, the good thing about Chelsea for me is that the amount of emphasis on the youth this year, I think this transfer ban might actually be a blessing in disguise. the best thing that ever happens because they've needed this where a manager's just given a chance and there's not going to be so much pressure on them because they haven't spent tons of money. Yes, Abramovich might still get bored and he might still end up sacking them, who knows, but I think Frank Lampard has got the fans on his side, he should hopefully have the uh, the chairman on his side and the fact that he's bringing all these players through, especially the English ones, can only be good for the nation too. When you compare what's going on at Man United, similar situations, although Manchester United is sort of more sort of a yep. financial restriction yes. they've kind of brought on themselves and by the, the way they've spent money. Yeah. And Chelsea, the two sides, both want to bring young players forward, both with a very popular manager at the helm, Man United just don't quite look like it's going to click for them anytime nope. soon. Whereas Chelsea, even when they've not been getting results, genuinely, so I go back to the Super Cup game against Liverpool. Yeah, they absolutely. wiped the floor with Liverpool really in good. that, and again didn't get the result. But it looks like it's coming for Chelsea. A few good wins, and they'll be they're within touching distance yeah. in the sides. Have not been cut adrift, so that's good. That's good. And as for Liverpool, they continue to win. Not really much more we can say about that until there's a, I think till, so. Until there's a blip. However. On the other side of the Mersey is <laughs> things are not going. You've done this quite well, isn't it? They're not going very well for their pals who are in the blue, Everton. Because it, the question we posed at the beginning of this video is: Is there a crisis at Everton? Now we've said that about quite a few teams over the mm. course because obviously get them clicks, but also because teams have not been quite performing as you would imagine. Everton, if you'd looked at Everton's first six fixtures on paper, you would have said this is as good of a chance as ever for them to get six. 
Sir. Positive Sir. results. Yes, Sir. Sir. I based my entire fantasy league pick at the start of the season around Everton having a really good run. You Thank go. you very much for one goal, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is it. Much appreciated. This is it. I think, we, I think we might have mentioned it on a podcast at the start. That was them and I think it was Bournemouth. Maybe, Bournemouth and maybe even Crystal Palace yeah. as well, who had decent enough runs, if I'm not mistaken. And you would think they could have strung maybe six results, a couple of draws, a mm. couple of wins. Everton, it just hasn't quite happened for them. We've got, as in their last six games, they have three defeats, two wins, and one draw. Just run them down. But look at the, the defeats, team. Isn't it? They've got a draw with Crystal Palace. They've had a win over Watford, who admittedly haven't yep. had a great start. Villa beat them 2 0. They won against Wolves. Again, Good Wolves, result. also a team who have been a bit Come struggling this year. Back of Europe. Uh, Bournemouth, they lost 3 1 2. And Sheffield United, Dang just this weekend, at home. at home, they lost 2 0. This is not. Good viewing if you're an Everton fan, especially when you're seeing what your neighbours are doing elsewhere. Obviously, they're not quite up to that level, but you would have looked at this Everton team at the start of the season, the people have brought in. Aye. Some of the signs have made have been excellent, and you wonder, could they have possibly been back to the Everton we've known who are flo- flirt- flirting? Flirting? flirting around with the top six, perhaps? There, there's your Morpeth showing through. Flirting Morpeth. Everton looked like all the pieces were clicking into place because, obviously, you come in, you might have... Silver come in yep. start the midway through last season looked like he was putting a really good site together they were getting clean sheets after clean yep. sheets I think after they were the second had the second best defence in the Premier League over yep. in 2019 great structure after great. Man City they'd spent all the money good attack players in there really good start of the season mm. so they get a lot of points on the board straight away it looked like all the pieces were coming into place and yet this is the, the start was good but they've sputtered and they've stuttered and that result to Sheffield United at home You've got to be asking questions about there's, that. There's, isn't there a symptomatic thing with Everton? Because I always feel like this is trademark, even during the Moyes days, where the, the, the first half of the season would be them trying to get into gear. They'd always try to find themselves that form that they should arguably so have. Starters. And then the second half of the season, they end up playing really well and getting loads of results. And I, this year, you thought maybe with those six fixtures, they could possibly have gotten nearly four wins out of those matches, maybe you, at, a, at a push. The most, dist- the most worrying thing for Everton fans for me would be you don't even know, you've not been tested yet, really. No. You've not played a side yeah, around about your level to know exactly where you are. The Wolves game, yes, you looked at that as a battle of the top six, but Wolves were playing in Europe this season, not spending a load of money in the summer. Mm-hmm. They've clearly accepted that they want to focus on having a nice big European yeah. season. They're probably going to slide down the league as a result. They're yet to get like a couple of big results. I don't think Wolves are going to trouble the top six. Mm-hmm. Everton are yet to play like a side in yep. and around them it's which you don't know where you are or any of the big big sides which you <laughs> really, big, I big mean, side. you know you put that Everton performance against Sheffield up against Man City I you think could be looking at an 8-0 I think they've got Man City coming up yeah. which to be fair the, the side they've got and how good they are it wouldn't surprise me if they, turn, they go off the back of the Sheffield United defeat and then trouble a Man City well they are a team who could turn up against the Liverpool obviously because of the derby or against the Man City and probably give them a difficult time because they rise to the challenge but then they play these lower, lower league lower league, lower league position teams and it doesn't really work for them either way the top six is going to be interesting this year and I've just realised I forgot to finish my notes for this I've just got as far as Leicester beat there so we'll just have to freewheel it uh, the top six look like being one of the most hotly predicted elements of the season this year of course you've got the regulation top four you've got, you've got, you've got Liverpool Man City I think everybody wrote them off as oh, the I'm top interested. two who's your regulation top four oh, I don't, well, oh, them two Spurs and another side I think everybody wrote them two off as the top two Then yeah. most people probably still had Spurs in second but then you oh. had Chelsea you had Man United you had Arsenal all these sides want to be you got six sides want to be in the top, top four the top so it's never going to work but that. then on top of that Leicester looked like they finally got their act together spent really well West Ham looked like it's all clicking into gear they've spent really well Everton looked like it's do look like they're clicking into position then there's always going to be a wild card side someone who comes up out of nowhere so you've got you know nine sides effectively who are vying for that top six yeah. and so far this season it has been so 
densely packed together. Pretty much every single side, with the exception of Evan, who I might add, have had bad results, but we're only one or two points away at the start yep. of this game week. Everybody was packed in together, and Leicester have beaten Spurs to put themselves in third. Third place. Not many people would have... Everybody predicted Leicester would do quite well this season. I don't know if anybody had them in third this early on, especially after beating Spurs. Now, VAR is VAR. I know people made a big song and dance about it. Yes, but it is. It's gone now. The result is what it is. They beat Spurs. And you have to say, they probably deserved it on the balance of play. Two late goals did it fall after Harry Kane scored my classic goal of five aside. That. Where on you're already on your way down. Yep. You somehow managed to just get a tour. Uh, it's just... Anybody, I'd, I would challenge anybody to successfully predict the top four and the top six yeah, right now. It's not, it's not easy reading by any means. Maybe the top two, you could probably argue. I, th or, or, I think or, we're still or, settled or on the top two. I think we're fair with that. But honestly, it, it, it's exciting. It's the first, honestly, the first time in about maybe five years that I've genuinely, really, really been yeah, interested in what's going on in the Premier League. Yes, things aren't quite working out for Newcastle, but what's new there? <laughs> at least this year, it seems like there's a bit more interest. Obviously, will that be the case halfway through the season? We don't know. But as it stands, we all said at the start of the season, we thought Leicester had bought really well. And mm -hmm. it's, it's nice to see that that unit seems to be clicking together. And you could argue that some of the signings haven't even yet properly gotten the best I agree with that. I want to ask you about VAR. Come on. Because although I feel like it is, Martin Taylor said, it's taken more away at the moment than it is actually given. I'm not sure I completely agree with that. But what I would say is, it's making, he's saying it's taking goals away. But actually, I feel like it's wobbling the balance and we're getting these closer uh, games which I don't know it's an interesting one because that millimetre offside I mean is ridiculous that Chelsea one the Chelsea one amounts tall aye but they're not incorrect decisions no, is the they're thing not, they're the not thing. incorrect decisions now I know the system, people, I don't think it's VAR. I think Jamie Carragher made the, yeah. VAR is fine. The actual rules. There was a handball one early in the season. People, yeah. oh, she said, well, it's not VAR. It's this, the rule. It's, it, this is the rule. Yeah. The, I, I would say maybe the offside law needs to be relaxed slightly because mm. if he is a millimetre offside, then he's a millimetre offside. Mm. If VAR can pick that up, then VAR should pick that it's up. It's what, what element you want to get the to. The idea behind it was it was supposed to come in to overrule obvious refereeing errors. Yeah. And even though a millimetre offside is offside, if you watch that back on the replay, you wouldn't say it's an obvious no. error because it's... There's an element clear. You, they've got to work out what that margin is because yeah. if you start saying, "Well, don't overrule that," because that's an easy one yeah. to make, then where where does it start? And that's it. And well, Martin Taylor Daylight? again on commentary was like, "Well, if you go 51 miles an hour in a 50 mile an hour speed limit, then you should be punished technically right. by the law, but you don't because there's a leeway." Which I guess they've got to figure that out. And it's always something that was going to happen this season. We're going to be talking about VAR literally all season. It's going to cost some of us in more ways than one, I'm sure. One thing I want to do as an editorial at some point is the psychological impact of it, because you score a goal, right, and everyone's celebrating, that's you up, and you start, let's say, let's say you're 1-0 down, right, take the Chelsea result, for example, say you're 1-0 down, you get that equaliser, straight away you're like, right, we can go on and win this, we can go on and win this. Everybody gets G'd up, right, you get the ball back to the centre circle, the other team are like, oh, God, we're going to have a bit of a wobble here. Everybody starts waiting, the mood drops, VAR overrules a goal. Psychologically, for the other side, that's like scoring. You know what I mean? Yeah. For opposition fans, you see the way teams celebrate getting a goal disallowed. Well, they go mad, don't they? It's a psychological it's a benefit. That's effectively like they've just gone straight up the other end and scored a goal. So straight away, the psychological impact is now with the side who Absolutely. a minute ago had conceded had a goal. On the way down. Which is something that never, ever happened Literally, before. Liverpool went and scored about however many seconds it I, was after. I think genuinely there's, there's a big, almost to the point where it's good for you to concede a goal and have it ruled out. Yeah. Because the lift it brings you from that, the emphasis, we've got away with this, we've got off the hook, come on, we can't. It's a big wake-up call. Interesting to see how much it changes over the years Aye. in terms of celebrations, in terms of people's reactions. Because are we eventually going to get to the point where a goal goes in and everyone just goes... See, I'm boring me. Whenever whenever Newcastle score a goal, my first thing to do is look at the linesman. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, got yeah, this yeah, little yeah. tick in my head because I've been yeah. burned so many times. My first thing is like, yeah, quickly look at the linesman, Quick quickly bounce. look at the referee, see if anything's happening. If not, then I then I let myself go with it. Now it's gonna be like, oh, it's in. 
There's going to be the wait, isn't there? We shall see. We shall see. Get in! Anyway, gone way too long I know way too long in so thank you very much for sitting through it all for <laughs> us we have been What Culture Football this has been Adam Nicholas where they get you on Twitter you can get me on Twitter at it's Adam Nicholas and this has been Adam Cleary you can get him on Twitter at Adam Cleary C-L-E-R-Y and get the whole What Culture Football family at What Culture FC send us your questions we didn't have any although it's probably for the best given the runtime. in the meantime though thank you all so much for watching don't forget to like share and subscribe and we will see you soon promise bye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.